Welcome to Life Tech and Beyond. I'm your host Aditya, and in this first episode, I'm going to talk about the tech that is going to be in demand in the future, questions related to various tech roles, why big data, and discuss over some common questions that we all have as an undergrad in mind. I have two special and some of the initial guests to my podcast here with me. So one of them is Abhishek Lakhera, another is Ujjwal Khurana. So quick thanks to both of you for joining and lending me your time. So please go ahead and introduce a little more about yourself. Please, Ujjwal. Uh, hi, as Aditya said, I'm Ujjwal and I love computers. I really get excited when I read or hear about technology. And I think I was five years maybe or maybe six when I got my first computer. And my life revolves around tech. I am like that kind of person, little nerd as well. And uh, my childhood was mostly spent in uh, like exploring stuff and uh, and yeah, mostly I spent my childhood revolving around tech. Uh, I, also, I'm a huge fan of Google and the impact it creates on the world. Uh, and yeah, one interesting fact about me is that I love space exploration. I cool. really get goosebumps when I, yeah, I really get goosebumps when I like hear about NASA and other uh, organizations doing their work and I really love to read about the universe and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much about me. That's super cool as well. Really love to have you here. So, uh, Abhishek, can you please just introduce yourself and let the audience know? Yeah, sure, Aditya. So, yeah, hi everyone. This is Abhishek here to discuss about future technologies with Aditya and Ujwal. So yeah, currently I'm working as an analyst with one of the American MNCs. So I have around two years of work experience in personalization and optimization. My work mainly goes around understanding the complex uh, business problems and convert them into a scalable solution and helping growing the business by doing conversion rate optimization. So I just love to talk about data and tech and business stocks and how we solve the real life problems using data so i am basically interested into machine learning and data science kind of field so yeah this is i think basic introduction about me that's interesting yeah go ahead about that so uh thank you for your introduction and i'm really glad that you're here with me to discuss about some of the uh questions that we have uh for the audience today so uh Let's start with the discussion. And uh, so my first question is like, so what are your thoughts about the technologies that are going to be in great demand in the upcoming future of, let's say, five years? So Ujbal, what are your thoughts about that? Well, uh, frank, frankly, I'll ask Abhishek to go on first. Okay. So Abhishek, would you like to jump in ahead of me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So I think... Uh, so nowadays, I think data is a fuel right now to leading any startup or any company. Like we use data everywhere, be it a startup or MNC or mid-size. So some technologies like related to data, it can be machine learning or it can be web analytics. So AI, it's the big uh, thing, ne next big thing nowadays. So I think some things like related to blockchain also, it's uh, leading some companies. So these are like, uh, we can just focus on such technologies like AI, blockchain, data science and machine learning thing. This is going to be the next future. 
and along with this there is a one more thing which we call it ab testing which is like nowadays very niche technology and very new to in india so what happens is here like we just try to understand the user behavior by not just we actually control the user not just uh, by looking at the what the user journey he is doing but actually the psychology of the user what he is trying to do on the website and what color he may like and what kind of uh, mental process he is just having at that time so we can just have ab testing so this is going uh, pretty uh, famous nowadays so yeah this is one more thing for related to conversion rate optimization okay so, uh, to add, add on on this yeah definitely so as you mentioned ai as you mentioned blockchain so i would like to add one more technology which is cloud so we usually forget Absolutely. the foundation so let's say there is a startup or there is a big organization and they want to train some model on it so they need computing resources and those computing resources are usually usually powered by the cloud and yeah so it is also like one of my interest areas so i just quickly mentioned that plus whatever abhishek mentioned definitely like when we talk about tech outside we like tech mostly revolves around uh, analytics data because data is something which is really uh, worthy these days because data is equivalent to money now so Absolutely. definitely right. yeah. yeah so uh, what are your advices for students or undergraduates who are looking forward to go into such fields such uh, demanding fields like blockchain or machine learning analytics what are the foundations that uh, that a undergrad should be focusing on while uh, choosing a stream or any any field in particular let's say ai and blockchain if he wants to go if he or she wants to go in so what are the fundamentals and what are the uh, basic things that he should be prepared to you know be successful in these kind of fields Yeah, I'll give you go first. Okay, I'll jump in. So, uh, I think I'll I have a quick answer for this, which is whatever you feel touches your heart. So it's not like you have to study blockchain. It's because if you find it fascinating, you should definitely go ahead and build your career. Otherwise, uh, the technologies which are really in demand, and if you really want a guaranteed future. i would say data science is something which is in a huge demand now let's say uh, you learn something in data science so that skill set is required by a lot of companies uh, I, by a lot i mean almost every company these days require a data analysts or uh, a data scientist maybe so that they could actually pump up their business and yeah it totally depends on your personal interest but yeah i think according to me if you want a guaranteed future data science is a good choice okay and uh, abhishek uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the great uh, uh, great uh, advice as well here and i really agree upon that basically you should definitely go uh, in the field that you're passionate about and uh, it definitely makes a difference when you're passionate about something rather than just uh, following the crowd so basically if your heart tells to do something that you you should definitely go for it so uh, abhishek uh, you yourself are uh, is work, are working in um, uh, in one of the companies and uh, basically i saw your profile that you working as a digital analyst so your profile basically revolves around 
analysis right so uh, can you please uh, you know give a uh, you know put some light on that and uh, you know just enlighten the audience who are just interested in uh, you know becoming an analyst in future so what are your thoughts upon that okay so right now i'm working as a digital analyst so what digital analyst is we just uh, analyze the web analytics data or the data which is coming from the different social channels like facebook youtube and instagram and pinterest so we are just collecting all those data and creating segments out of it we are targeting a particular people out there like we are just uh, it just helps into you know optimization of personalized content so let, let me just give you one example like where you are going to the amazon and then you are buying some shoes and then when you are coming back to the amazon you are just seeing related uh, shoes and uh, those uh, like socks and all so it's like we are giving a personalized content to the end user we are just giving the recommendations so just you know uh, saves the time of the person as well and he is more interested and we are increasing the engagement on the website so this is the kind uh, this is like one kind of thing we are doing as a digital analyst there are many so what we are doing here is we are trying to understand of the most predicted actions what he uh, he will do on the website so those things we are trying to predict using different kind of data like we are getting the chat server data we are getting the uh, 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 feedback data we are getting a different kind of clicks there so all together we are putting into one source and then we are making segments out of it and then we are running the campaigns there so this is like main work of digital analyst and i think it's a really in huge demand because as ujwal earlier mentioned that uh, it is not just in uh, it companies in fact if you will go for right now working with a one of the largest bank in us so it not just in uh, it fields it, it can be in bank it can be in healthcare retail e-commerce or finance so like it's a huge opportunity you can go anywhere you you can even go to hospitals uh, websites also so there are a lot of market here so i think it's a good uh, good start in india to like we are doing these kind of things also so uh, to me analytics uh, seems to be very interesting and it uh, it involves a lot of data collection and data accumulation and uh, and you know uh, what i've heard is that many companies and many sectors like health sectors finance financial sectors logistic and supply chain and uh, mostly around every sector is using this analytics and uh, uh, blockchain and machine learning ai and it is uh, and it is in very great demand in the future so no doubt that these kind of fields are definitely going to stay in the longer run and i guess uh, Uh, the people who are uh, very much interested in going this uh, going in this fields surely uh, can give a shot and and be passionate if you are really passionate about this and you are really putting your heart and effort so you you're going to be definitely you're going to be successful in these fields and uh, providing that your basics and fundamentals are really good and uh, let's uh, let's talk about just a quick question from abhishek so what are your thoughts upon work work from horror office so do you really enjoy working from home or working from home or you really miss going to office so after this corona virus i think we all got the work from home thing and it's been like 6 7 months we are working from home so for me i think uh, for everybody it's a different opinion but for me i think it's boring if we are just keep doing everything into office or if we talk about work from home also 
so after some dates it becomes boring so i think it should be like you're not 5 day week it should be 3 day week in office and it shouldn't be compulsory that you need to come to office so it can be like uh, it's up to you or it's like 50 50% you can just 3 days you can work from office and because the problem here is like if we will go for work from home it, it isolates us from rest of the team and it's uh, you know it affects our efficiency and the lack of creativity so i think we it should be 3 day week or something like that that's really yeah and what are your thoughts about that ujwal so yeah so we usually realize that work from home thing like it it's boring and all that but there's one advantage to it and i realized it after i re- received my paycheck which is we save a lot of money on that's rents so right. back then i realized that when i was there in bangalore i used to spend so much money on my rent so much money on my food and all but here parents make sure we eat healthy we live in our own houses and also that is a thing but yeah i definitely agree with abhishek as sometimes working all day makes us feel so much tired and like every time we feel like we are staring the same wall and absolutely and and, and companies should take a measure to like Uh, should do something about it so like uh, as we have heard google uh, ceo they just gave voluntary uh, uh, not voluntary they gave a holiday for uh, general well being so oh. that's a good effort it's that's a really it's cool. a good good thing yeah it's a good initiative to like take care of their uh, employees mm-hmm. and it's a good thing i think it's it's something to be inspired with like other ceos and they can like be inspired with it because it is necessary because once we work initially we feel that boost and all but after that after a while we feel like so much stressed up absolutely and and to be honest people uh, ignore their uh, physical health and uh, yeah. people just like work work and that's it like earlier absolutely. in office people used to shake a leg just get a coffee or something here at home mm-hmm. we just like to lay ourselves so one thing is for sure people need to take care of their health otherwise people are going to suffer that's a really and, uh, cool observation yeah, which will... th- that's what i think about it so pretty and much so one thing that if we are going to work from home so there sh- uh, there would be of course benefit would be there uh, definitely yeah, I, yeah, i feel that yeah so that's the, that, that is where i was just coming upon so uh, i was just saying like if we work from home or do we work from office so we always have a choice to you know uh, just take care upon us take care of ourselves and physical health and physical well-being and you know uh, working from home has lots of advantages and disadvantages so for me it is i guess uh, working from has been really benefit beneficial in a way that i can you know look upon my physical health and i can re- definitely create an environment in my home that i feel comfortable and be productive so that uh, if i can you know modify anything in my surrounding it will definitely lead to be more uh, lead, lead to be more productive and uh, it will definitely have an impact on the work that i uh, uh, you know uh, produce so so working from home is definitely having some disadvantages as well that you mentioned so yeah so everything has its own pros and cons so uh, so moving on to the next question so abhishek uh, why is there so much hype about data data science analytics and everything about data what's your opinion okay okay, okay. 
so see everywhere uh, like every other company if you talk about the startup mid size or even even the big mnc's like every everything is running on the data data as i earlier mentioned it's a fuel so uh, be it you know collection of data or managing the data or using it making a better product even every other industry industry is using the data in one or other form so that's why i think hype is everywhere and the second big point here is uh because of this designation because uh, it says like data scientist so i think that's a very fancy name for it and you know the youngsters who are from the college and they are ready they are really uh, really excited and you know really attractive to this designation only so that is like they they don't even know what is data science what is the roles and responsibilities of that but just because of that uh, fancy name and you know, that that high salary because of that thing maybe that was the reason that it's uh, you know overhyped in india Okay, and Najwa, what are your thoughts on that? Well, Abhishek covered like most of it, and what he said, I totally agree upon that. I have similar mindset and view about it. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah. So, Ujwal, just a just a quick funny question. So, what is your favorite web series, and what is your favorite character from it? Okay, so my favorite web series is like there are so many, but. if i have to choose i i would name uh, big bang theory okay and i i've been watching it since few like last couple of years and my favorite character is uh, sheldon cooper okay so <laughs> so yeah so 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 it's like a nerdy yeah. web series about uh, people who are typical nerds and they do some funny stuff so i really enjoy watching it that's cool that's cool So uh so like uh, Ujwal uh, what is your biggest area related to your role and uh, that you are curious about and why why you are curious about it and can you please uh, tell me that what kind of uh, sure role that you sure, have sure definitely yeah so i really like linux i okay. uh, i i appreciate not just appreciate i really value the work which people who have contributed to linux I, i really appreciate what they have done so if like usually people know it like most of the data centers and most of the cloud is powered by linux and i really kind of like the freedom it gives me and linux is something which makes me feel like in control of my computer because like if i use windows or mac for my personal computer i feel like okay i have control but i don't have complete control okay. and linux is something which lets me do cool stuff like you know i could like progr- uh, program something and put a cron job and just do something periodically i just have so much freedom i don't i don't say that windows and mac don't give me that but since linux is like I don't know. I just like Linux because of its simplicity and what all I've learned about it. That's okay. it. That's just me, maybe. But yeah, I I really appreciate it. And what about also, you? Also, I love troubleshooting. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem, dude. No problem, dude. So, uh, what is uh, that? Uh, what is the biggest area related to your role, Abhishek? And what are you curious about it? Aditya, uh, are you asking to me? Yeah, yeah. okay so see uh, recently i got a consultant role with one of the startup and i think it's really exciting for me because 
I love to travel and talk to people. So okay. uh, yeah, because I'm not much into the coding, so I think this role suits me because you have to talk to the client and solve their real life problems. So I think mm-hmm. this is very exciting for me. Okay, so so earlier when you were uh, working as a digital analyst, uh, but now you're saying that you're working as a consultant. So what were the uh, things that you were carrying out in day to day life? Aditya, uh, can you please be loud? Yeah, so I was just asking that uh, earlier. Now you're saying that you're working as a consultant, but earlier you were uh, working uh, primarily as a digital consult, a digital analyst. So, uh, what were yeah. the day to day activities, and what were the day to day now tasks that you uh, carried out? Okay, so see, if you are a digital analyst, you need to set up a campaigns also, right? You need to write the codes in JavaScript. But see, if you are a consultant, you need to more provide your consultancy to the clients. So you need to talk to them, and uh, there is no, uh, there is very less coding work there. But you actually have to solve the problems as an analyst, not a developer here. So it's like uh, understanding the API requirements and you know gathering the data sources, data analytics, and giving insights out of it. But it's not about just setting up the campaigns. So yeah, this is the main key difference here, and and uh, as a consultant here. That's really cool. That's really cool, Abhishek. And uh, what was the uh, like now coming back to Ujwal? So what was the most funniest or uh, memorable instance from college? Can you share that? Yeah, actually there are so many instances, but if I have to quote one. just give me a moment so like whole whole college life was a funny plus memorable thing for me but i would say going late to the class and then <laughs> yeah. not being allowed was the most funniest but scariest thing of college because I, i i it had 50 50 chance of like letting me in or letting me uh, so there there used to be guards outside the college so once we uh, get late the yeah. guards used to stop us ask us for our ids and yeah. all that and, yeah. and 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 you know i i used to rush at the last moment and at that last moment my body like literally every cell of my body used to help me used to <laughs> contribute in making me reach on time that's so, so yeah yeah <laughs> and what about you abhishek so yeah everything was fun in college but uh, specifically i remember one of the incident there that okay. uh, we were making a call. we were shooting a video actually for the whole college tour and we never did shooting before so uh, we started making videos and also uh, like it was my role to you know speak something like even one paragraph i never did that but that day i got to know that was speaking at least one paragraph in a go you need to at least take 10 takes so it <laughs> yeah. was really complicated for me as the first time and now uh, but anyhow we completed it in in like an countless takes so that was really funny to doing again and again it was the most that's really yeah i've been through it that's yeah. really that's really cool so if i would have been asked that what was your what was my funniest or memorable instance so i would quote that that everything that i hated initially when i was in college i miss that i miss that i miss my hostel mess food i miss my hostel days i miss literally everything the classes 
the 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 bunks that we that that we used to do, and you know, literally literally everything. You know, going to the canteens, and then then you know, uh, in the evening that when we had our dinner, so we were we used to go to walks and discuss many things. You know, it was just really super cool and very memorable, and I wish I could relive those days. But anyways, like college is a part of life, and everything keeps moving. So yeah, so it was really fun. So moving on to the next question. So uh, this question is for Abhishek first, and then which will will also uh, you know add on to this question. Suppose suppose you have an offer from one of the fang companies, the Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, or maybe Google. So like these companies are very big companies. So suppose you have suppose you have an offer from these companies, and you you know bag a role, bag an offer from these. so but the but the thing is that that the role that they're offering you is not that kind of intriguing to you but yet you would also have a tag of uh, you know one of the most desired companies to work for and also you have an offer from not so very recent startup offering the work of your interest for which you have immense passion to work for so how and what would you choose so let's start with abhishek okay so see aditya uh, everything has their own advantages and disadvantages so if we talk about the companies like facebook and uber or like that so they are really great pay master in the industry and provide even good quality work too but some roles doesn't have that future growth if we talk about even in the long terms so it's really difficult to you know switch your domain from one technology to another after a significant years of experience so but if you talk about the startups like you get a chance to build your product by your own because see in startups the teams are very uh, like few very few teams and even the number of members in a team are very less so you will get a lot of work and you need to uh, work hard there and so that it's like a, it teaches you a lot and i think it's a good for future growth so but again you, you it doesn't give you a tag there but you learn a lot and in, i think in the future if you see in a long term it uh, really helps you a lot to crack any interview be it anything in any technology so i think Absolutely. it totally depends on your what you prefer you want to like for me if somebody wants to you know doesn't want or doesn't want to work much so i think uh, i would suggest not to go into startups i think mid size or mnc's would be better for them absolutely so it totally depends on what you prefer you're right and uh, what about you usual what do you uh, prefer yeah i'll i'll jump in so you know uh abhishek what he said is actually i agree upon that and i was about to say few of the points he, he he told something which is actually real so startups get to so startups usually uh, involve people much more if we talk about uh, like we get to learn a lot from startups because there we don't have that big of a workforce where you know a very little workforce has to complete a lot of things and this is a good thing to learn but i don't say that mncs don't give you that offer because big companies i i, I must say if you are really willing to learn something so big companies usually have that culture to like give you some time so that you could also do this you can learn this you sh- you should not be stagnant that is what their objective is uh, so i think abhishek is right but according to me uh, so a person works for his happiness so Absolutely. paycheck is also a big factor 
Yeah. So let's say I work a lot in an MNC, but uh, sorry, uh, uh, in a startup. But usually people have that impression that startups don't pay much. That's mm-hmm. not entirely true. First of all, Absolutely. there are few right. startups which are really rich, rich. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have so much funding that they could actually own another startup. Like mm-hmm. there have been yeah. instances where startups can acquire other startups. So they're just yeah. named startups because they are, they're very recent and people don't recognize them. So money is a big matter because, uh, you know, the organization which pays you well, I think it is little correlated with happiness and Absolutely. regarding knowledge and learning. I think most good companies offer you to learn anything you want. Let's say I, I'm in a technical field. I love coding, but I also want to learn management skills. Mm-hmm. So most companies, if you let them know that, okay, boss, I also need this skill because mm-hmm. it, I, I, I'm really affected by it. I, it really inspires me. So usually people understand people above you understand and they let you, okay, sure. Go ahead. Like maybe you'll be a good manager more than a good coder. Maybe you'll be a good marketing person. So this totally depends on the company. Hmm, Yeah. 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 Initially, initially when we enter any, any role, we ourselves quite don't understand our potential and we are not aware of it because, uh, I think that we are not, uh, yet, uh, able to, you know, uh, kind of explore ourselves in the initial years. So as yeah. you said, as Ujbal said that, uh, you can be a great manager and you can be a great, uh, you know, leader in the company in spite of the fact that you love coding. So it all depends how you, yeah. how you, uh, you know, uh, really, uh, explore yourself and, uh, you know, be open to different opportunities and never say no to any opportunity. And that's really helpful in the long run, I guess, because it really helps to, you know, make yourself aware about the potential that you have and that really adds a value to your personality and it really helps you in the long run. So, uh, that's a really uh, yeah. good, uh, insight upon the fact that people are really confused in, in their, uh, initial, uh, uh, you know, uh, days when they are just really, uh, starting their, uh, you know, work. So they're really confused that, should we choose a startup or should we choose a good company that's already established? So I guess it depends on your happiness as Ujwal and Abhishek said. So, uh, basically like if you really are happy in that role that you got in a, in a, in a big MNC that you should definitely go for it. And yes, happiness does really matters and paycheck also does really, you know, gives a lot of, uh, you know, real estate to buy a lot of, uh, you know, uh, good things for yourself and your family and your loved ones. And definitely, uh, if you go for a startup and if you're lucky enough, or maybe you work hard enough to go into a startup that really pays well. And also, you know, uh, gives you a role that you always dreamt of, then there's nothing, um, better than that. So yeah, moving on to the next question, uh, like, which will like, for example, this, uh, this is a fun question. If you had a time machine, so would you travel to the future or uh, back to the past? I hate this question. (laughs) So so actually both have their own advantages and disadvantages. Uh, But if given a chance, I would definitely love to go back and not in the future. And I have a reason for it. So the way we humans are headed, you know, like the more time passed by, 
the more we are destroying earth the more horrible things are happening Absolutely. so i i i can i can uh, personally like i'm i'm just answering this question from my emotional self so i think in the past i could take some of my future knowledge and do something and in the future if i imagine i just imagine you know people having more advanced technology you know people just spending much more time with ai like trust me i i really like i know people who spend time with a chatbot like mm. people really are not spending time with actual humans but with <laughs> robots just absolutely. imagine the future man like yeah. l- l- just look at the direction we are headed so i really love the i really love the times when we just used to talk just mm. with humans yeah. and and that was a time when we actually could communicate better we could like think peacefully and all that yeah, so absolutely. that's that's, a- that's just me yeah i i mean uh, it's just my personal opinion maybe like going to the future is also might also be cool yeah uh, i know it's a diplomatic answer but yeah, yeah that's what i feel yeah that's a really really great answer usual i definitely you know agree with you and this is the same uh, you know uh, emotional uh, connect with the past that i have that you know earlier we used to you know earlier when i was very small uh, i always used to ask my mother that can i go and play outside with my friends can i go there can i go there now can i can i you know play badminton with my friends so earlier that days and and when i was like 9 year old or 10 year old you know i really wanted to go out and explore you know the the outer world you know uh, playing with friends cycling and you know doing all those physical activities but you know now nowadays what i what i really uh, what i really see is that people are you know much more spending time on social media you know and binge watching netflix you know that that also has a has a has a benefit to a certain limit but regardless of uh, your uh, you know passion that what i passion or your preferences that what you like somebody likes to you know god garden play and you know have some physical exercise and you know that gives them a dopamine rush so i guess it all depends on what your preferences are as we will say that you know going back to the past and you know i have a good li- question aditya yeah. yeah so i have this question for abhishek and you uh, yeah obviously you two are the others so from like do you guys also uh, like just get up and start with your smartphone or is it just me uh no 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 we are addicted usual uh, to the smartphones it's so uh, Uh, like fine if we are not using the smartphone even for one day so i'm not that kind of guy like i love traveling so i think the people who love traveling they won't prefer phones with them yeah, yeah definitely absolutely. i agree but in your uh, daily routine my question is when you wake up what is the first thing that you do is it with your smartphone or something else not something else actually i just go for walk with my mom oh that's really cool okay man. that's really cool so uh, i'll be honest i'll be honest uh, aditya so uh, the first thing which i do is i just check my smartphone for notifications mm-hmm. so the first thing which i do is just turn the wifi on first because mm-hmm. i turn it off for, to save some uh, battery life yeah. but like the first thing which i do is check the notifications my eyes when open the first light that they get <laughs> is from the display of my smartphone uh, yeah. and do that's how my day starts so let's say there's a very good notification my day will be like wow i'm so energetic this is such yeah. a great day but mm-hmm. when when i hear something like uh, something that's not like if i get some uh, missed calls on my phone which i didn't check that that really affects 
a day. So I want to send a message through this. Uh, by by this means is that we could actually avoid smartphones at the beginning and end of a day, so Absolutely. that we could actually separate ourselves from technology and just do something much more meaningful. Like we could start by meditation. We yeah. could we could we could do something else. We could you know we people don't read. We read, but WhatsApp chats, not the yeah, books. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. So that uh, I think also we can do something like uh, we can just install one app and we can just you know track our time, how much time we are spending on the uh, yeah uh, for uh, I think we would we all would be shocked to know that how much time we are spending. Absolutely, actually. I actually do. Yeah, mm. so you, you know, in iOS uh, and I don't know about Android, but in my phone there's a screen time app, so it tells me like for how much time I've used my phone and for what. So every time for the social networking bar wins. So mm. uh, in entertainment and others, the social networking bar like makes it at the topmost position, and I feel regret. I, I feel very much regretful about it, but the, I I don't think there's uh, there's anything I can do about it because we humans are tied to technology that we i i don't know about others but i am addicted man i i really can't like wake up without checking my smartphone so yeah. also uh, abhishek uh, i i was really su- surprised initially when you said that you just go for a walk it's actually a good thing which i think very less people do and it should be a motivation and inspiration for others to start their day because so it has a good just because of this lockdown thing because uh, we are being at home and it's where you know you know to spend do things according to your parents yeah. so it's not in our hand if i would be oh like, that I is the huge factor man definitely definitely that's the reason that i said that <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool man yeah everybody has their own struggles <laughs> with their personal lives somebody is addicted some somebody's just not addicted and somebody is controlling their resistance addicted to technology yeah in general i know technology seeks our attention yeah yeah more than we give give our give the attention yeah. ourselves so that's some disadvantages yeah. of technologies so yeah so moving on to the next question so what is uh, competitive coding and why it is important for engineers or anybody to enter into any field of it okay so this is my uh, this is a, f- a good question and i really i'm really glad that you asked it because people really should matter competitive coding so competitive coding is like you're solving a problem but by the means of code so okay. you can use any programming language and you can solve a problem the problem could be uh, like the, usually the problems are interesting they have to be like there are multiple test cases there are multiple scenarios where you have to pass like your solution should pass that and it's it's a good way to uh, get your mind sharp it's a good way to uh, it also in, interestingly it's a criteria for good companies to judge you so for good companies they if they want to check how uh, like what your uh, problem solving skills competitive coding is a good means and since we are talking about it <clears throat> i would like to add that there are good platforms like codechef and uh, others and there are good competitions like acm icpc and uh, others good competitions which are totally focused on competitive coding and 
and and one more point uh, so it's not necessary for engineers it's totally up uh, it's totally your choice if you feel like you are a networking guy or if you feel like you really love development in java if you if you feel like dude i am a good data analytic uh, like i can do good data analytics it's 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 not like you have to do competitive coding for that but it's 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 like a, a sports game where your skills can like make you win competitions and it's not like only cs engineers or others can do it i, I think a salesman can even do it that, i know that, it's an entirely different field but that's right take it like take it like a sport where you just have to learn a programming language and solve problems basically uh, competitive coding adds a bit of uh, like the ability to really think around different solutions around of, of a problem and it really yes. helps to uh, build your uh, logical yes. ability and the potential to you know think beyond the uh, think beyond yes. the problem yes. so so i think competitive coding really helps to build your iq and in really in some of yeah. the interviews that not some of the interviews uh, i think almost all the interviews if you are going for a technical role they really check your competitive competitive coding skills and how you think like they ask for puzzles yeah. they ask for uh, you know brain teasers they ask for yes. uh, optimizing the problems you know not just about it is not just about competitive coding it's also about optimizing problems and you know uh, uh, also taking care of about different uh, uh, you know technical uh, capabilities of the uh, you know uh, machines that we are going to code upon so it's about definitely co- competitive coding really adds a value to your uh, you know profile and it does that, you know does really you know makes a great benefit adds a great benefit to your uh, you know uh, to your profile and uh, resume so uh, i think abhishek is back with us uh, hello abhishek are you there oh yeah so yeah, uh, can you hear me now Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so next question is for uh, Abish, uh, Abhishek. Oh uh, no, sorry, sorry, Ujwal. So, uh, because uh, Abhishek was kind of, uh, you know, out of the meeting suddenly, <laughs> but Ujwal carried on with the question. So let's let's start with Ujwal again. So, uh, what should be a college undergraduate in his uh, in his or her first or second year be more focused on? and how should they map out their learning journey irrespective of the of their choice of field so like if they suppose if somebody wants to go in a field for uh, you know uh, for a set a network engineer or a it administrator profile later on in their life or somebody wants to go in a analytics you know profile or somebody just want to you know uh, be a you know software engineer so what are your advice or what is your advice and uh, what is your take on that and what would you you know suggest to students based upon the experiences that you already have okay so i would say that the college or any institution where a person like uh, undergraduates that plays a very important role and they should do proper counselings in after like the first year or maybe midway second year so that people could actually decide and work upon the fields which they'll choose because honestly uh people need to decide 
it accordingly in like after the first year because at the end of like third year people are like they they they, they have already prepared for a particular profile that it's very hard to switch and and it's very truth and uh, it's very genuine fact that people should know what they want to do in their life and for that the people should have like attend some counseling and other things which could actually help them decide because how would a person decide if they don't know what this field does usually when a fresher joins a college they don't know anything about cs like Absolutely. okay they know how to operate a computer they know most of the basic softwares they know they might be a good coder as well but they actually haven't explored networking yet they are still in the first year they haven't explored linux yet they 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 don't know much about uh, other profiles other fields which are offered uh, in their campus placement or even outside maybe they are good at management many people realize it later many people are like good at other fields which they later on decide and it's very hard to switch i would say that there's nothing like you should definitely do after your first years or maybe in midway of your college it totally depends on your personal preference as i mentioned earlier as well but you should be careful that you should decide it earlier you should uh, make a note of it you should observe yourself that yeah i'm having fun doing it maybe i can build a career from it because Absolutely. usually what people think is uh, this college like in this college good companies visit so i am definitely aiming for this but after first year a perspective changes and 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 trust me it happened with me as well so uh i would say give it a time but after your first year you should be sure about it that what you're targeting and that is possible when you attend counseling absolutely yeah that that's pretty much from my side that's really a good advice for the audience so what is your take upon that abhishek so yeah i heard ujwal about uh, this thing so i'm totally agree with ujwal and just want to add here like whoever is listening to me right now listening to us i mean so don't restrict yourself to only one technology like explore as much as you can learn about different things and make something out of it and put that in your resume your resume should be versatile it's not you don't restrict to just like uh, you want to be a data analyst and you are just reading about sql and tableau and click view or some python and all so learn about everything because this is your foundation and you should know each and everything here not just data analytics like bitnet you should be good at everything yeah so uh, just i had a question that if, for example some non technical person uh, you know from a background having a commerce degree or a arts degree especially in india because it is really a struggle for a person if he is really interested in going into a field later on which is more into tech so so how would you uh, you know uh, uh, advise such a guy who is not a technical person who doesn't have a degree in computer science or maybe any kind of engineering so how can they uh, you know get into this field if they really want to and uh, how can they explore how can they you know improve your skills or is it not possible or what are your uh, you know thoughts upon that starting from ojwal okay so okay abhishek go on no such restriction 
uh, yeah so there is no such restrictions here aditya actually like it depends on totally your work and skills of your working so there are many examples here like the people who are mechanical branch and uh, chemical branch they are actually in an it and they are doing excel even if i talk about my own colleague he is from mechanical but he is working with me in an it company and the same role he is doing and he is very uh, excellent in that so uh, it doesn't matter actually if you have the skills and you you have made uh, something out of it so you can just show and prove yourself and that's how i think you can do moreover you can do some udemy courses and there are lots of courses online and you can cert- you can get certified and can prove yourself that okay this this is your certification and you have passed this exam i think everybody can believe on that or whatever your product you have built and i think main thing is your portfolio on the github that that's really uh... Cool advice. So, yeah. uh, Ujwal, what's your take on that? I'll add to it. Yeah. So, Abhishek made an excellent point on certifications. So, if you are bounded by your like, if you don't have a college degree, that is not the end because there are so many organizations like Coursera. They're providing you certifications. They are also providing certifications at a very um, cost-effective way. That. Uh, inexpensive way and i would say that certifications do matter like either it could be a degree or a certification because that's a way for people to judge like what you already know uh, so if you don't have a college degree just do so many certifications that your resume is filled with certificates and you could just say that dude okay this is what i have just check my knowledge now Absolutely. because that's what we do in engineering uh, in our placements we just say we have like uh, undertaken this degree yeah. and yeah so, uh, so yeah i just wanted to discuss upon a misconception so sometimes i just scroll upon the linkedin and you know and i see lots of people you know putting up lots of certifications and you know they and generally speaking whenever i open the link whenever i open linkedin and i scroll through i see i see like 10 certificates the people posting like i have done a certification on analytics i have done a certification on python i have done a certification on etc etc so so yes i i definitely agree with both of you that for a guy who is not from a a guy or a you know girl that is not from a technical background wants to you know go into a technical field and certifications really do add a lot of value to your profile and your uh, you know uh, ability to you know get into the uh, get into this field but uh, but but what i really uh, is uh, what i've really seen that lots of people are just putting certifications and and when they uh, you know they when when it's actually time to prove that what they have actually learned from these certifications then they kind of you know uh, you know stutter and then they don't kind of you know you know justify these the certifications that they have actually you know put uh, you know actually put money and effort on so what's your take on that and how would you really you know uh, suggest that what should be the right you know recipe not to say recipe but 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 to say what what what, what would be the right way to actually balance the you know effort and to really maximize the output so that yeah yes that you are doing certifications but then you are able to justify the skills that you really uh, you know 
took uh, you know taken from that uh, certification so what what are your thoughts upon that okay so i think adilpe i would like to answer this question so actually there are two types of certificates here one is like completion of the course certificate and one is when you actually give the exam and pass it and then you get the certificate so what uh, people are doing they are just going directly on the utami and they are just completing the courses and getting the certificate so it doesn't actually worth it but if you will talk about like uh, amazon certificates and adobe certificates so what what they actually do like if we talk about the adobe certificate there is a certificate in digital analyst or web analyst so it cost you around 120 right and if the exam is really really hard that uh, you can't even pass it so if you are passing it people know the worth of it so that certificate actually matters so it's equal to like your 10 certificates of udemy so it depends like what uh, it's you are just doing a completion of certificate or you are actually passing the marks even the another example is ccn exam right yes. so yeah. ccn again it's like clear 70% there so yeah. i think we should focus more on the actual giving the exam instead of just completing the courses yeah so yeah i, I would like to add about uh, upon it so you what you said is genuinely true and there are some proctored exams where you have to turn on your camera and you have to right, appear right. for mandatory exams so recruiters yeah. should look for those certificates which actually have that sort of mechanism where people actually genuinely have qualified for exams ju- just not like pass, uh, clicking next on the videos and getting the certificate absolutely so right. yeah yeah so uh, as a as a friend i know that ujwal has done a ccna certification and uh, he really you know scored a great uh, you know passing more than that's pass- not great so yeah <laughs> so, yeah so, so i just i just passed it on border okay so yeah. so so you as a as a being a professional now so uh, you you took that ccna certification so so how yeah. does really how does it really adds value to you so i can like flaunt about my ccna certificate that is the biggest advantage i can feel right <laughs> yeah, now but absolutely. but besides that besides that you know the cert- uh, more than the certificate the training which i took a week before that certificate is what really matters to me because i had to clear that exam and for that i didn't sleep for nights and that knowledge is coming handy even today i i really people don't ask me for my ccna certificate they they come to know about my knowledge when i tell them that dude this is what we do in networking Absolutely. so i i can i can definitely remember that last week before i gave exam for the rest of my life where i worked hard to get that certificate yeah so I, from this i, I <laughs> that's really cool man so so just just upon the just a little quote that i remember is that it's not about the destination it's all about the journey so so the so the journey of your learning is more way more important than just having a certification be it any kind of sure. certification so that just that remember that your learnings are much more important so then the certification yes the certification gives you a morale a, you know motivation motivation to really continue that but always remember that this uh, the, the the kind of learning that you are getting would definitely impact others so abhishek so just a last fun question with you so how do you imagine the world without ai so would it be good or it would it be bad okay so 
I think too much AI is like bad for the people. Uh, let me just give you a simple example. Let's suppose you are just uh, surfing the YouTube, right? And after, uh, like, after, after seeing the couple of the songs and the similar songs again and again, and after 10 days also those songs come only. Like it just, you know, it irritates you actually uh-huh. when you are getting too much of personalized content. You yeah, yeah. go for Amazon, you will see one thing. And after that, you will see only the personalized content again and again. It freaks you. So it's kind <laughs> so, uh, it, I think we should get a chance to explore more other things which is not personalized. Yeah. And I think uh, if, we, if AI is not that much, so we can see more Einstein's and Newton and people actually will use their minds, not tot- uh, instead of rely, uh, totally relying on the machines. Absolutely. So I think we can uh, go more into research and development area. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, just the last question and after that, it will be the conclusion of our podcast of this episode. So, uh, you know, both of these, uh, you know, uh, both of these, both of the guests are my good friends and uh, they're my college friends. And uh, they have also been in the same placement procedure that I, that I, that I was in. So, you know, I would just like to ask you, like, can you please share your placement experience and learnings and, uh, with the with the audience that would be you know uh, sitting for their placement next year or maybe are sitting for their placement this year. So what are your advice? What are what are your uh, thoughts on that? So uh, yeah, Abhishek, starting from you. Okay, so uh, guys, I think uh, I would suggest one thing that is uh, like please focus on your aptitude and communication skills. And here communication skills doesn't mean like speaking uh, English fluently. Uh, the thing is, whatever is your message, make sure it's representable and easy to understandable by others. And please focus on your, focus on your CGPA also, because I know it doesn't uh, make your future, but then it has your future. Because, uh, but the thing about placements, uh, there are a lot of crowd, right? So they need to put a filter uh, for some kind of filter there. So I think, in that case, your CGPA matters. You, or it doesn't matter how much technical you are and how much certification you have. If you are not sitting for the placement, uh, you are not going to give the interview. So please focus on your first round. I mean, that's aptitude round and your CGPA also. And you know, of course, it gives an, a good impression on the resume. Uh, on resume, like if the interviewer sees it. That's really cool. What about you, Ujwal? Yeah, so Abhishek just stole my words. So that's absolutely true. Uh, Aptitude matters, CGPA matters, uh, good preparation matters. But I also would say that, uh, you know, patience matters because in campus placements, there is a time when there could be, I mean, if, if, if you're really lucky, you might be the first person to get placed, but Mm -hmm. if you're not just be patient for other companies and don't lose hope because I really feel, I I can really imagine those days where you'll have to wait for companies and see if you get placed. And usually people lose hope. People are like, they, they don't have more faith in placements and, and, and that is something if they really have, if they really keep patience, they can really focus better for good companies. 
So Absolutely. this is also yeah a good thing. And uh, I, also Aditya, could you also like add it, add something in this context? Yeah, definitely. Uh, talking about patience. So Abhishek and both Ujwal know that it was <laughs> it was a really you know uh, full of time that I that I that it was a time that really tested my patience because uh, yeah. I used to you know you know uh, get guidance from my senior like Abhishek and my friend who uh, Ujwal was quite you know, much more better than me in in terms of. Uh, you know, no, lots it's of not, things. It's not better. Yeah, not better. It's not but better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> not better. It's like, but it's like, let me put it in these words. So, what happened was uh, during campus placements, uh, most of the colleges they filter out students. So, okay. if we are feeling confident for a company, sometimes people won't be allowed to sit for them, like to 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 appear for their test. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. When you are not that much prepared, you are allowed to just sit for like three yeah, companies in a absolutely. day. So this is how college placements work. Yes. So what Aditya mean by that is if you're if you really have skills, sometimes there are few companies like the college will be like, no, I'll shortlist, uh, shortlist it mm-hmm. this way. Sometimes the college defines their own criteria that no, last time I did it with percentage, this time this will be some other criteria. So this I know it totally depends upon the company, but if we like do some, uh, if we deeply analyze it, who is being affected by it? The, the the college student who actually prepared for a company and he's not allowed to like even apply for that company. So uh, it's a good advice to maintain a good CGP or anything they could maintain so that there's no way college people could say that dude no you're not allowed to sit for this company. Just like not just aptitude, not just CGPA anything and everything you can do so that nobody could deny you for sitting for a placement. Absolutely. I, I, in a, in a sense that better I said, because he started way before then I, I did not realize that what is the importance of uh, competitive coding. I, I was not much exposed to it, but yes, uh, at that time when my placement season started, it was a really uh, tough time for me at the beginning because it, it took a really uh, lot of time for me to understand that what's the basic necessity for a for a person to really crack those companies and what's the skill that is required and one of the greatest skill that is required that is uh, not the uh, not the technical skills that I'm talking about is the skill of patience and dedication so that's yeah. that would definitely help you in the long run. So for me, I was rejected by lots of companies. Uh, I was I was rejected by lots of companies. Like uh, I, I sat in uh, lots of companies like ZS Associates and and Hashden and to name a very to name a few. So these are very good companies. And uh, but it was my patience and my and dedication and and the guidance of my friends. So uh, that would uh, that really helped me in the long run. So I would definitely advise you guys. To really put on the effort and doesn't and don't give up because at the last if if it doesn't really you know it doesn't matters that uh, what happens it mat- what matters is what was the learning in the journey so if, it, if, if 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 that happens like you didn't get placed 
no worries but but the learning that you took from the journey that's really matters so if it didn't got placed in the place in the current placement season that you can definitely try in the off campus placements because the the learning that you took from that journey of 6 months would definitely help you in the off campus placements also so i guess uh, uh, a really healthy conversation just happened in this previous episode this was my initial uh, episode with ujwal and abhishek i really thank you guys thank you a lot for coming here and you know just sharing your super useful insights to the audience and i really look forward for having more uh, you know productive conversations about technology life in general and lots of other topics so that our audience can enjoy so once again thank you ujwal and thank you abhishek for joining me today no worries have a great one bye